Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here's Parking Padiai covers the Memphis basketball program for the Daily Memphian. And he joins us. Now, are you on the road or are you still uh, just taking in everything that Tulsa, Oklahoma has to offer? Man, I am enjoying a beautiful T-Town, beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma, man. I had to, you know, take advantage of the extra time here. There's nothing beautiful about it, bro. You would like you don't have to like stop the cap, man. Like that is man, the, underrated city, bro. Underrated. It is definitely <laughs> lowly rated. So, I mean, I, it is never a place where I sit oh. around thinking like, man, I got to get back. What's you just so, sit there and drink a beer. What's so bro? underrated about it, bro? Like I'm, I'm gonna press you on this. What's so underrated about Tulsa? Like, there's museums. It's nice. Man, the, the, the food scene is solid. I didn't get to you know experience much of it just because I drove in yesterday and you know, grabbed a nap and, and got a quick bite to eat. The last time I was here, I had uh, this Italian place and this pizza place that were bomb. And, you know, just speaking to the people around here, apparently the, you know, um, the food scene is second to none is, is what I understand. Second to none. <laughs> Man, well, you're not talking about New Orleans or something, bro. <laughs> second to I, I none. You, under, I think you just floored John I, with I, that I, one. I think you're brainwashed, bro. We got to get you out of there immediately. Yeah, you've been there too long. Man, so they had an availability. Memphis basketball did scheduled for one thirty. So I got back to the hotel at like um, twelve thirty one a.m. and you know was planning on getting up at five or six um, to hit the road by six thirty just to make sure I got back. But um, you know, I'm sure you all read that the team ended up staying here an extra night. You know, they were stuck on the plane sitting on the runway for like three and a half hours before finding out that you know they couldn't take off because of I think some kind of mechanical issue, technical difficulty, something like that. So. Um, that availability obviously got canceled, um, and I got to sleep in and, you know, like y'all said, enjoy enjoy Tulsa a little bit more. That, that's what you said. <laughs> uh, we we had said that. that's what you said. Are you, are you sure they didn't want to just stay to take in like the the underrated food scene? Are you sure that's what it was not about? The culture. Hey man, that might have been it. Yeah. That might have been it. I think they just wanted to spend one more afternoon, one more morning uh, in Tulsa. Okay, uh, Memphis escapes. Memphis escapes with a 78-75 win yesterday, last night at Tulsa. Game winner from Javon Quinterly. Um, being there, what did you take from that win by Memphis? Yeah, I thought late in the first half, there was flashes, right? Flashes of the team we saw when they beat you know, Texas A&M and yep. Clemson and Virginia. Um, so it seemed like all that was back, right? They were coming back into form. They were finding their groove. And then, you know, obviously Caleb Mills goes down. Um with an injury that kind of left the whole, you know, the arena in silence, you know, it was shocking. Uh, players looked distraught, you know, Javon Quinterly walked up to, to Mills as he was on the ground, you know, getting looked at by, uh, you know, Daryl Turner and Penny Hardaway and uh, Darby rich. And, you know, he couldn't even look, 
Like he, he turned back around and was crouched down at half court, just kind of in disbelief. So I think, you know, although they, they did finish the half strong, I think they went on a seven to two run, we're up by 14. Um, I think that did have some kind of, you know, psychological effect. And, you know, Penny spoke about that. Um, but it's hard to excuse the late game execution, right? They're up by what, seven with a minute, five seconds to go and um, just kind of imploded. So I think that's concerning, especially when you're talking about, you know, they, they played Tulsa. They didn't play SMU. They didn't play, you know, Florida Atlantic. Um, so I think, if, if anything, it just shows you that uh, this team's got work to do still. Who has to step up in his stead? You know, John and I have been sort of going back and forth on that, and you figure it won't just be one guy. It'll be a committee. And and I talked about Jaquan Walton and sort of getting back to being a guy who can do a little bit of everything for you, not maybe set, you know your game being so predicated on whether or not your three-pointers are dropping, but – uh, Penny seems to like Jalen Young too, and I saw too. You know, what, whatever he was, it was something that jumped off the page. Plus nineteen, plus twenty for the time that he was out there. Jaden Hardaway is a guy who can get more minutes. Just how do you sort of offset and combat, you know, the loss of Caleb Mills for however long this going to be, and, and you know, if, if it maybe for the season? Yeah, it certainly looks like it's going to be um, for the season. Obviously, there's no diagnosis yet. The the team left here at twelve thirty, so I think they're still in the air. Um, and Mills will be looked at, um, I'm sure, later today, and, and we'll hear something, uh, you know, hopefully at least by Sunday, obviously, when, when, you know, Penny speaks after the SMU game. But, you know, to answer your question, uh, Jaquan Walton, for sure, you know, in terms of production, obviously, you know, his struggles have been well documented in terms of shooting and scoring the ball and kind of not looking like the guy he was at Wichita State. But, you know, he's still been playing 27 minutes a game, right? Like, he's still one of their top three, four guys in terms of uh, time on the court. So I think when you're talking about who gets elevated in their role, who gets more time, it's got to be Jalen Young. I think that's where you start um, just because now you're, you're down to, you know, really Javon Quinterly and, and David Jones as, as, your, as your ball handler. So just having somebody else off the bench that can, um, you know, orchestrate things, handle the ball, um, kind of control traffic, so to speak, I think that's going to be um, absolutely critical. And then, you know, someone like, uh, like Jaden Hardaway, you know, who can, you know, who struggled to shoot the ball <laughs> this season, but, you know, historically is a, is a, is a decent shooter at least. Um, so I think those two guys, but I think it definitely starts with Jalen Young. Um, the, the addition of Tomlin, obviously it is sort of magnified even further now uh, because of Caleb Mills loss. And it, and it just sort of felt like last night was a, a second straight game now where, you know, okay, this this dude is is going to change the dynamics. Like, do you think he's the – I mean, is, I, don't, I know David Jones has been, you know, the leading scorer, but right. how much do you think Tomlin changes sort of, you know, what this looks like? Do you think it now becomes, you know, one night it might be him, one night it might be David Jones? Is everybody comfortable with that? Because I sort of heard Penny on the postgame last night talk about how guys are like, you know, sometimes sulking if they're they're not, you know, I, I just sort of you start to hear that again. And it's, it's good because it was a win. But how much do you think the dynamic is going to change as Tomlin continues to get acclimated and comfortable here? Yeah, I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, obviously, last night looked better, right, than Austin P. than Vanderbilt. But you know, in the in the two games um, that he first played, Austin P. and Vanderbilt, things kind of looked disjointed. I saw, even though Tomlin played well, like the the offense didn't look as cohesive, didn't look as much of a well oiled machine, um, just because you know he hasn't been there, right? Like they're they're adding this guy in after what you know ten eleven games in the season. He doesn't know all the plays. He doesn't know where he's supposed to be. Um, but I think. 
you know, last night was a was a big step forward in him getting comfortable. He looked comfortable. The team, you know, didn't look as uh, you know out of sorts on offense when he was out there. Um, so I think you know, ideally, you'd want him to be your your second or third option. You know, kind of the same role that he played at Kansas State. You know, behind uh, Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, um, kind of doing the same thing, right? Behind David Jones, who's you know emerged as All American candidate despite uh, the concerning amount of turnovers. I think he had seven last night, which is insane. Um, behind Jones and, and behind Javon Quinterly. So if he can kind of slot in there, um, you know, and at times, depending on matchups, be that second, you know, second scoring option, if not first, you know, on, on some nights, then, uh, you know, Memphis has got a pretty potent big three there. Parth, I'm just curious where you're at now, now that we're through the, the, the non-conference portion of it, a, a non-conference schedule that Penny put together to hopefully impress the selection committee if you handle it well, and they did. They're 11-2. and two. I'm just curious where you're at in terms of what's realistic Record-wise, what you expect record-wise in this conference and what added up with that non-conference, what it's going to look like in terms of seeding, barring, yes, you have some sort of meltdown in conference play, just sort of what your expectation is and what the ceiling is in terms of seeding for this Memphis team. Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, John and I wrote about this in our, our Tigers talk roundtable the other day, but, um, you know, my level of optimism was, was through the roof after they, you know, plowed through Virginia, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, and then, you know, Virginia gets killed by Notre Dame and the shine continues to wear off on, you know, that Arkansas win and that Michigan win and other wins that they've had. So now you're asking yourself, you know, they, they did beat these teams, but, you know, and, and obviously not, nothing taken away from Memphis, but you, you got to say, you know, how, how elite or how good were those teams that they beat, right? Um, and you couple that with the struggles against Vanderbilt, Austin P and last night Tulsa. And it's like, you know, you're not, you're not losing faith about getting a top four, top three seed, but um, it's going to be tougher certainly than, than I and probably others imagined um, just a few weeks ago. So I think, you know, anything more than anything more than four losses. And I think you're in trouble, you know, with, with the goals that they have of, um, you know, locking down a top four, top three seed and, you know, really being in a position to, you know, to be favored, to get to the sweet 16 and kind of having a chance to, you know, do more than that, right? Like to do, um, something special this year with the team that they have. So um, SNU is going to be tough this Sunday, and I think that's going to tell us a lot, you know, in terms of, you know, can they get back on track um, after the psychological shock that, you know, they suffered with Mills down and after kind of the um, the subpar, really, if we're being honest, performances they, that they've had for now three games in a row. I guess the, the, follow, the follow-up question to that is, you know, how punitive do you believe the – selection committee committee will be uh you know i guess it depends on where the loss happens who it's to but how punitive do you think the committee is going to be when it comes to aac losses like do you think it's going to be a situation where oh no i mean they they still beat x y and z you know on a neutral or, or or do you think that all just sort of that goodwill disappears you know, at the first sight of, of of trouble in this league. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to think that they're going to be very punitive. You know, the AAC's ranked, I think, the ninth, you know, best conference in, in college basketball. That's behind, obviously, the, you know, the, the Power Fives, the, you know, Big East, and even Mountain West, and, you know, Athletic 10. Yep. Um, so I think just the perception of the league and, you know, with how watered down it is this year, even compared to, you know, in recent seasons, um, that's going to hurt. Um, it's making every game kind of a, a do or die situation. Certainly every game that's not SMU, every game that's not FAU. And even, you know, against SMU, you don't want to try both of those because then you're kind of running thin on opportunities to, to boost that resume, boost that profile. Now you, you know, you kind of combine that with, you know, what we've talked about, what y'all have talked about on the radio, um, the, the shine, so to speak, the, um, the magnitude, you know, of those wins that they got, you know, early in the season, aside from really um, Clemson and Texas A&M, some of those have, have gotten a little dull, right? And that's not Memphis's fault, but it just means that, you know, there's not much room for error now going forward. And um, even the computer numbers, I think teams that are, that are high, you know, in, in Ken Palm and, you know, have these super strong offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency numbers, they get, you know, they get more, uh, more grace. Like you look at Michigan state, they lost to James Madison, but you know, there were national writers and even, even myself that still ranked the Spartans in the top 25, kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't think Memphis is going to get that benefit of the doubt. Um, what do you think of this Florida Atlantic team? That's obviously impressed with wins over teams like Arizona, probably a better win overall than, than anything Memphis has. But then on the other end of it, on the other end of the spectrum, they've got the bad losses that Memphis has avoided, uh, two quad four losses to this point. So what do you, what do you make of them at this point in the season in terms of where they could finish and what their seat could be and how it relates to Memphis's? And they've, they've got to have the, the oddest resume, the oddest really is, of anybody Marf. in college basketball. Yep. Because after that Arizona win, there were, you know, folks who, who had, you know, Florida Atlantic in their top five, top six to start the season kind of saying, hey, I told you so, yep. right? Like they, you know, double overtime win against a true national title contender on a neutral court um, was certainly something to brag about and one of the most impressive wins, you know, um, by any team Absolutely. this season. But then you drop that one to, you know, Florida Gulf Coast, who's like, you know, 230, 240, I believe, and, and Ken Palm. Um, and you don't, they didn't just drop it, man. They were trailing for most of the game, right? Yep. Like they had to come back just to lose by four. Um, and then you look at the Bryant loss, you know, back in November. Um, and you kind of combine all that. And it's a little bit confusing to me um, why they're still um, kind of propped up a little bit. Couldn't agree with you more. Does, does like that make the, sense? the net loves them. 
So why, Parth? Is it because of the margin of victories in their wins? Is it because that Arizona win is it 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 you know puts it so much higher than what Memphis has done? I was asking John the reason for the discrepancy, particularly in the net between Memphis and, and FAU. I can't put my finger on it. It's got to be the margin of victory. It's the only I mean, thing like I can point to. Yeah, like they hammered Virginia Tech, they hammered Liberty. Um, now those teams aren't. You know, world beaters. They might not even be tournament teams, but they but are they hammered teams that are. Mm-hmm. They, they hammered them, man. Like it wasn't. There was no doubt. They won by I think thirty plus in both games, yeah. um, or at least close to thirty plus in both games um, against two top one hundred Ken Palm teams. And then you add in the Arizona win, you know, which came by a point in double overtime, obviously. Um, and and other victories they've had. You know, Loyola Chicago to start the year. Butler is a decent win. Texas A and M is a really good win, I think. Yep. On a neutral court back in uh, back in November, I think it was. So, you know, all that coupled, to, you know, all that combined, I think, is um, why we're seeing them kind of, you know, elevated more than we think they should be um, in the net. Which I think they're still top twenty in, if I'm not mistaken. It's nineteen, and, I think. Last I look, you're dead yeah, on. Yeah, that, that's impressive. <laughs> that's really impressive. But then you know, you look at Memphis, right? Which is what forty first. They didn't move at all after last night's loss. But mm-hmm. the Tigers got seven combined quad one and two wins and. You know, that's got to matter for something. Only Purdue has more. So um, it's a little bit strange there. It, 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 I it, guess Penny needs to be running these folks out, out of the gym. John, you, you need to be blowing these teams out so. of, if it's about the net ranking, like that, if it helps you that much. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's it's it's, um, it's ridiculous. I, I will say this. There was a I – don't, I don't remember exactly what the <clears> – <throat> what the uh, – what the time was? I think it actually was. It was seven. It was seventy-one sixty-eight. Two minutes twenty-seven seconds left. Uh, Haggerty made another jumper to make it a three-point game. Pity calls a timeout, and they immediately go on. You know, a little run there, a four-zero run there. And I thought, you know what? Like that. That was something that I don't think Penny would have maybe done in the in past years. You know, like I like I feel like because it, it wasn't, and they were still winning, right? It was. It wasn't like um, they were trailing or anything like that. I just thought I feel like when we talk about this Memphis basketball team and their growth and why it's different on a year like this, I feel like that's an example. It's a small thing. Now, ultimately, they gave it back because of the stupid stuff at the end. But that's I, what I was going to say next. I, yes. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I just feel I just feel like Penny is doing some things as a coach that I hope the nation recognizes that that have shown the strides. And I, I don't know if you've noticed some of those little small things, part of being up close, but it just feels like he's doing things differently now. Um, than he has in the past. No, for sure. And, you know, I've only been around for, you know, for a little over a year now, so it's my second year on the beat. But, you know, just from what I saw last season and, you know, what people have told me being around the program, like that VCU game, prime example, that's a game that Memphis of old, Memphis of, you know, past years would have lost. That Vanderbilt game, Memphis probably would have lost in, you know, in years past. So just to see that growth where they can, you know, they're not pretty. These wins are not pretty, the, the ones we've seen, the ones we're discussing. But, they are winning them when there's teams around the country that, you know, are losing those games and are getting, you know, their resumes dented uh, by doing so. So I think that obviously shows growth. The fact that, you know, Penny is able to, um, you know, keep his guys at least engaged enough to, to gut out some of these wins and, you know, make some of these adjustments to, um, to not completely unravel, so to speak. No question. Parth, man, appreciate the time. Thank as you, brother. Always. Get home safe. Safe travels back. Appreciate y'all. Thanks. Thank you. He is Parthipadi from the Daily Memphian covers the Memphis basketball program. Look, not every coach grows. Not every coach. Not every coach does it get better for. I'll, I'll give you a prime example: Jawan Howard. 
Juwan Howard took over Michigan, and it looked great early. The returns early were fantastic. Got to a Final Four? Was it a Final Four in Elite Eight? It was one of the two. Uh, I think it was a Final Final Four, four. though. Uh, And I don't know if you guys have picked up on what Michigan is doing. They are in complete free fall this year. They They lost to Minnesota at home last night. And uh, they six are six and eight. They're six and eight, and most Three straight losses. Most everybody that I talk to agrees that it is over uh, for Juwan Howard. Um, so it's not just something you can assume it will always get better for a coach. Yeah. Um, sometimes it doesn't. It was an elite eight. Elite eight. Okay, twenty one. But it was just like his first or and second then sweet year. Sweet sixteen. The next. I mean, year. it was. It started objectively really well, and now it's gone the other way. You know, and I think for Penny, it's working in, in the in the inverse, which is exactly what you want to see, is that it didn't start hot, okay? They didn't get some great tournament success. Although, again, like, they were up on Gonzaga in the second half of the, that second-round game. They were an uh, unfortunate missed call away from being most likely in the Sweet 16 this past year. I still think that, that it's trending very positively for Penny as a head coach. And that again, I say that's not a guarantee in this game, but it's it is at Memphis. It's happening that way for Memphis, which is a very very positive sign. Well, there was always going to have to be some learning on the fly because of where he was coming from. You know, we've compared and very favorably how his first five years stack up right next to Cal's. Cal had been an NBA and a college head coach. Penny had been an AAU and an, and an East High head coach. That's right. And so, and then you're doing it again in a college basketball landscape that has changed. From the time that he took it over in 18 to now with NIL, transfer portal, so many more opportunities now. And so you've had to grow as a college basketball coach, which you've never done before, at a time where it's changing. So how can you not give him a pretty solid get grade through, again, you're coming from a world of AAU and high school into the big leagues where they're all doubting you because of the way you came up. And they're all saying, well, after the East kids, you're not going to have anything. I mean, you, you have to look at that and at least respect you know, the, the growth, the adjustments that we've talked about, that's where, you, you know, he really shines. When, okay, this plan's dead. What have I got to do now? Yep. You know, I'm not getting this guard uh, from Alabama. Okay, uh, here late I'm going to go get Javon Quinterly. Like, it's, it's, it's all of that, the ability to adjust, his, what he's learned in terms of roster construction. Yeah, the man is growing. And it, it's not a guy who came in here thinking, I've got everything figured out, and I'll eventually get it done my way, playing 10 and 12, and I'll be five-star young guys. He's, had, he's, he's learned through failure. You know, in, in some of these cases where seasons have gone in a way that he hadn't expected and clearly grown through it. And, um, yeah, I, I think it speaks uh, well of, uh, of of how you should feel about this thing going forward. Certainly the, the word we like to use, trajectory. That's exactly He's got right. it figured out on yep. roster construction. Yep. If, if Johnny's got the resources to get who he wants, yep. uh, Look out! You, you give yourself more swings at it, eventually you're going to break through on one of them. Amen. Yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.